Welcome to the Job Search Podcast with your host, John Rivero, where we will be interviewing leading industry experts to help you get the job that you want. All right. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the Canadian Job Search Podcast. I'm so excited to have a good, a, a good friend of mine. His name is Sean Shroknia. He is a psychologist and uh, he's got a background in IT. And uh, what I love about Sean and one of the things that I've seen with Sean and some of the posts online is, you know, he's incredibly inspiring and incredibly motivating. And uh, I know today he's going to be sharing some really great information, especially around how to be a little bit more resilient during this time, especially as a job seeker, as you're going through the process. So please help me welcome Sean Shroknia to the podcast. Thank you, John. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, excellent. Thank you, Sean. It's it's so great. I, I know you and I, you know, just a little bit of history. You know, we, we've known each other for a long time because we, we crossed paths many years ago. And it's so great to just have you back and, and just to be reconnecting. And, you know, one of the things I'm always talking about on podcasts and, you know, some of the literature and, and, and some of the things I do on social is around building your network. And uh, when you build enough of a strong enough network, the, the time doesn't really matter. It's really around... Um, you know, the conversations that you have and the value of those conversations. So I'm so, I'm so honored to have you back here today to, to share some really valuable information with my community, uh, just around, you know, how to be more resilient, because I know now is an incredibly tough time. And I'm sure you've seen, you know, some things on your end as well that have been, you know, kind of eye opening, especially during, you know, this pandemic, right? Definitely. When there is an uh, unpredictable event or tragedy strikes, we are kind of at loss for, for a while to see what what we what needs to be done, how we're going to navigate ourselves. And with uh, COVID-19 starting uh, in earlier this year, has, uh, has made lots of uh, negative impact in our lives. But I also, uh, one could see it as, as there are some uh, positive uh, reaction from people for acting together, helping one another, and, and uh, you know, dealing with it as a community rather than as a, uh, on an individual basis. Yeah, and it, it's definitely something I've seen as well come out of this pandemic is, is this sense of strong community and people wanting to share and help others. And, you know, and I, and I think a lot of it just comes down to perspective, right? So how do you see it and, and how do you switch? And actually, and this is part of what I want to have with you in terms of conversation, how do we, how do people switch that type of mindset? So they are, you know, more positive and, and more, and, and they see more opportunity than they do tragedy. Right. Uh, so sure. yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great segue to it. Uh, resiliency very much depends on how we, we view ourselves, how we kind of uh, interpret the world to us ourselves. Uh, if we see ourselves as being more capable, uh, prepared, um, adaptable, focused, and persistent, then we give ourselves more uh, kind of uh, opportunities to try. We, we push ourselves more to try new things, take take calculated risks, and, and to kind of uh, improve our lives. However, if we uh, see ourselves as, as being very fragile or rigid in our thinking, and, and, and we are kind of um, see ourselves as not being easily adapted to changes, then it will obviously will create difficulties because uh, it's all cliche that the only thing that doesn't change to change itself. So uh, we're going to deal with changes in our life and, and it's either 
uh, as we get older or as we move from one career to another or from one stage of life to another or, or relationships that uh, goes through changes, uh, we need to accept the fact that we're going to deal with changes. Now, how do we deal with these changes? How do we uh, kind of uh, navigate these ups and downs and, and, and try to kind of land on our feet rather than uh, you know, lose, thinking that we are losing control and, and we are missing out. Um, we, we come to this world with some sort of um, uh, tendencies and, and, and dispositions. And, and uh, so some people may be very, they're, they're outgoing more and some people more um, kind of easygoing. Some people may be more sensitive. Uh, these are neither good or not, nor bad in, as, uh, by themselves, but how we use it will make a huge, huge difference. So by, uh, let's say for example, if we are approaching a change, it's really important to look at, at our uh, past and see how did we manage changes in our life? Uh, for example, when uh, we look at COVID, uh, for those who uh, remember the SARS era, there was a scare, there was a huge mobility of um, actions and, and there were mass vaccinations. Although there are lots of differences, but then there were some similarities that we managed, we survived, and, and we uh, kind of overcame that, that challenge. So telling ourselves that we will be able to survive this as well. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, being more prepared and, and being more flexible. Yeah. So, so how do you get, so how do you, or, or as a candidate who's going through the job process, because I know that in itself is a huge change. Um, what, what would be some techniques or, you know, what would be some things that people could do so they can, you know, have that survival type instinct and, and be more positive around that change? Sure. It's really important to uh, know oneself, to know our own um, kind of uh, way of dealing with uh, uh, stress and anxiety in our life and, and learning more about the anxiety. And, and uh, there are uh, some uh, relaxation uh, techniques, some uh, kind of mindfulness exercises, or, or uh, there are some uh, even like apps and YouTube videos that will help people to uh, achieve a more relaxed state of mind by doing meditation, by doing breathing exercises and, and, and uh, practicing mindfulness. Uh, there are also some uh, biofeedback devices that uh, also can be very helpful. Uh, there are uh, Muse headband that work with brain mm. waves that will uh, help people to recognize their, uh, when they're becoming more and more anxious and it will guide them to how to kind of um, relax themselves. There's a device called M-Wave that it has a fingerprint uh, area that you hold your finger to it and it will determine how anxious you are and it will help you by doing some relaxation uh, exercise. It will help to calm you down. Um, so positive mindset is, is looking at uh, not only focusing uh, on, on bad things that could happen, catastrophizing events that might happen, but also uh, having a balanced view, considering that um, it's not going to be all bad. You know, there could be some positive outcomes. You know, um, when I go, for example, for a job interview, 
uh, yes, there is a possibility that we may not get the job, but also there is a possibility that we could get the job. Also looking at the interview process as a two-way street, not only they're interviewing you for the position, but you're also interviewing them to see if this job and if this organization is, is suitable for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I love how you said that because it's one of the things I talk about as well. You know, when, when, when candidates are walking into interviews, it's not just about, you know, the hiring manager hiring them, but it's also them hiring the, the manager on the other side of the table. Because there's so many other factors that you need to take into consideration. It's not just, hey, I need this job. I want this job. And I can imagine now with, you know, a lot of people being laid off due to COVID and with organizations scaling down, you know, going in with the mindset of I need a job, I need to survive. But if they just switch, and, and, I, and I love how you said, you know, you're the person in, and it, it actually gives you more control because now you're also interviewing the person on the other side to say, hey, you know, is this somebody that I can relate to and work with? Because, you know, if you can't do that, then that's going to create problems and stress later on because you're going to get anxious. You're, you're going to work for somebody you don't like. And that means, you know, going into day, going into work every day is going to create a whole other set of problems. So uh, it's great that you mentioned that. So what I, you know, so what, so outside of what you talked about in terms of, um, you know, some of the tools you talked about, Muse, the headband, and, you know, I had the opportunity to see, um, when that was launched years ago and just to kind of play around with it. So it, it's a great recommendation. And if people, uh, you know, if you need something to give you some biofeedback on that, that would be great. Uh, what other things can they do? And I know you touched, you touched on meditation, but are there any other tools that people could use to, to stay in a more positive type mindset? Um, definitely. It's um, working with a life coach uh, is, is really helpful. Finding people who have experience in helping people um, navigate through, uh, you know, job search challenges and finding the right career, that's, that, that can be very helpful. Uh, also, um, uh, kind of preparing themselves, you know, investing in themselves, um, looking at the uh, gaps that may exist between their skill level and what's in demand or what's uh, the, the requirements of, of the jobs that they're applying. Uh, so it's, someone said that the luck is preparedness meeting opportunity. It's, it's that, it's it, like there could be lots of opportunities, but if you are not prepared to take advantage of it, then they're not gonna be very useful to us. So, uh, also paying attention to what we have to offer to this organization, kind of leveling the uh, playing field. Because if you go to interviews thinking that they hold all the power, they can accept me or reject me, and I'm at their mercy, obviously it's, it's gonna put you at a very uh, you know, disadvantage. But if you believe that I have things that they desire and they have things that I desire, and this is an exchange. So the more you, um, know your uh, uh, like what it is that you're putting on the table for them and it, and uh, believing in that trusting that and you will see that uh, it, it's it's much more easier to handle interview questions because you know about them you know about yourself yeah no absolutely and and and, and i like how you said that it, it's an exchange right so 
it's about you offering the organization value and them offering you value. So it's a win-win. And I, I would only imagine from a, like just having a win-win perspective, walking into the room is going to change things for you, right? Definitely. And, and uh, as the owner of the clinic, I do interview a lot of people, either for staff or for uh, like uh, therapists that, that uh, want to join my organization. And from a personal experience, I, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a very time-consuming, costly uh, enterprise to interview and hire people. So when they make this investment, they're looking for reasons to hire people. So you need to just give them the reason for them to see you as a viable candidate for something that makes you stand up. And, and usually what, what, what is really um, important to see is someone who is genuine, being themselves, uh, someone who uh, can, uh, you know, uh, shows themselves as being adaptable, as, as being a team, team player, as being uh, ready and willing to learn. Those are really the uh, characteristics that job interviewer look for. Also, uh, consider the part that if you are not selected for a position, don't see it at the end of the world or, or, or as a rejection look at it as, as, as an opportunity to uh, learn, to see what happened, what, what went wrong. And also there are some um, jobs that may be posted because it, it's a requirement by law that jobs are posted, but some of them may already been filled anyway. So try not to see it as a reflection of, on your part that maybe you are not uh, desire, desirable or you don't have what it takes for a certain job, just be persistent, keep applying, and, and you will find uh, a job that, that is both suitable for you and also you're suitable for them. Yeah, and, and I like how you brought in that perspective, Sean. I, I, I know you're, you're here to give some, you know, some tips and insights on how to remain more resilient, more positive through the job interview process. But having your insight as an employer as well, like you hire, I know you've got three clinics where you, you hire people, it's great to just have this perspective of, you know, what are employers looking for? And, and, you know, and, and just if I captured a few words, you know, I heard, you know, genuine team player, adaptable. But then I also, I, I also enjoyed how you took the other side of it too. You know, if you don't get the job, you know, what are the learning opportunities here? Um, you know, just having a different type of mindset in terms of walking away from it, because, you know, certain organizations are going to have, certain needs and, and i'm so happy that you brought in your perspective as an employer what you're looking for in candidates because it's I, I think it's almost like a general type of statement for a lot of other organizations that are doing the same thing you know they want people who are genuine they want people uh who are open so and this is you know so i'm going to ask you a question in and around showing vulnerability throughout the interview process is that something that is, you know, uh, accepted today, you know, do people want to know about some of your vulnerabilities as you're going through the interview process? Or e even as an employer for yourself, do you look at how do you, or how do you consider vulnerability, you know, if people show vulnerability um, in the interview? Uh, depends. It's really depends. Uh, mm -hmm. Generally, interview should be positively oriented. It's, it's for you to showcase your capabilities, abilities, and, and, and background. Speaking about vulnerabilities, one has to kind of ask, what is the purpose? What benefit 
uh, will it have? I mean, what it is that wants to want, wants to achieve? Because if you talk about a, a vulnerability that is of a per personal nature, for example, uh, what bearing does it have on, on uh, kind of convincing the interviewer to, you know, consider you for the position? So for me, um, again, it's it's very it very much depends on the dynamic the dynamic of the interview and and the nature of the job. Uh, for example, if someone uh, applying for a job as a caretaker, and they say, well, not as a vulnerability, but I I, I tend to be very you know I, I I enjoy helping people. I'm a pleaser. I think that's a really good quality for someone who's a caretaker. Mm-hmm. So it, it has to be within the context, but as a general rule of thumb, I, I believe uh, uh, it, it's best to stay away from it, unless, again, unless it's something that is, for example, is a, is a disability, it's, it's, it's something that needs a accommodation, then, then by all means, that, that's something that has to be discussed based on the employment law. No, that's fair. And, and the reason I asked the question is because there's been so much information, um, you know, given out there around being more vulnerable and, and, and sharing that side of you. I know Brene Brown, um, you know, she's got a whole platform in and around vulnerability, but I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you provided some clarity. So unless it serves a purpose, unless it's beneficial to the conversation that you're having, um, you know, just be careful in terms of, um, you know, how you're going to bring that up and, and, and engage in conversation on that particular part, unless there is some sort of accommodation that needs to be provided for that. So no, exactly. thank you for that. Yeah. And also uh, you're looking for trying to give reasons to be hired, not, <laughs> not to be hired. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I, I I'm laughing because it, it's true. And what I've seen is, you know, there, there's a certain amount of vulnerability that you do want to put out there, but then there's the other part of, you know, are, are you going to show your best worth? Are you going to bring your best value to the table by having this conversation? Cause at the end of the day, you're there to solve a problem for the employer. And, you know, you, you typically should be, you know, positioning yourself as that solution uh, and that's where your value comes in from. So, you know, thank you. It helps to stay away from cliches, you know. Oh, my <laughs> vulnerability is to uh, be a workaholic and work 90 hours a week <laughs> without taking overtime. I mean, it, it, again, it, it comes across as what it is, as a cliche. Or as, 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 uh, again, it could be seen as a manipulation technique. You know, you're trying to earn sympathy or, or trying to, uh, you know, um, a secondary gain rather than any help in the interview process. Yeah, no, it's I'm not, with you. I'm with it's you. not about lying. You, you should not lie. But then there is such thing as too much honesty. <laughs> well, yeah. And, 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 you know, you think about it almost like courting as well, right? Like you don't want to give exactly. away, you yeah. don't want to reveal everything on day one that you're going to yeah. scare people away. And as you build right. relationship, then you start to share, right? Exactly. And that's when people are more open to it. You and know, there are I, lots of similarities actually between uh, courting and, and job interviewing. And, and maybe that's a topic for another conversation. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and I know you can't hide behind a phone, right? Like, you know, but anyways, you're right. It's a whole other conversation. But 
um, yeah, you, you definitely don't want to give everything away in, in, in your single set. You want to make sure that you give the most relevant and, and the most timely information that you can, you know, during the time that you have together with the other person. So, yeah, I'm so glad that you talked about that and, you know, the benefits of it. There, there is one other final question, because I know we're, we're getting to the point where we're going to start to wrap up. But, um, you know, so during this time, you know, what can a candidate do to protect their mental health? Like, so, you know, how do you keep that positivity? I know you gave us a bunch of tools in terms of meditation. You talked about some biofeedback tools. But is there anything else that candidates can do to, to stay positive and resilient during this time? Uh, Self-care is very important. Taking care of yourself, looking after yourself, being kind to yourself, truly. Taking some time out for leisure and, and fun activities, not, not to being just one-dimensional. Uh, life is never one-dimensional. Um, and also seeking help. Um, it's, we live in a community and, and uh, it's as they say, it takes a village to raise a child. Sometimes, honestly, it takes a village to uh, to succeed and to to progress in life. So, looking for help, it's it's uh, sometimes it's just as I mentioned earlier, talking to a life coach. You know, getting some pointers, getting some help. If the, if the anxiety and stress or, or or you know lack of motivation becomes really significant and it starts affecting uh, normal activities activities of daily living such as sleep ap appetite and and, and uh, motivation level then seek professional help talk to a family doctor uh, look for, for a therapist and 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 invest in uh, you know receiving some some uh, therapy just to kind of uh, clarify things for yourself and 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 uh, uh, reorganizing your, your thoughts and, and and your priorities um, one yeah. Thing I find Sorry, that, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead, one thing that I find really uh, helpful is, um, first of all, try to write things down. Thinking is, is, is great, but it, it just evaporates. When you write things down, they, it remains and you can improve on those ideas. So have a notebook and whenever there are ideas or there is learning, just jot it down. But uh, what really helps is if you make a list of all your concerns, all your worries, everything that you're afraid of, that you're worried about and make the, make this list, but put them in two categories. One category are the items that you have absolutely no control over them. You cannot do anything to alter them or to change them. And then one category items that you have some control over them. You can do uh, something about them. So the things that you absolutely have no control over is like uh, global and local economical realities. Um, uh, government policies, like unexpected changes, like COVID-19 that comes in, uh, or what other people will think, do, or say. These are absolutely outside of our controls. And then those items that we can control is uh, how we uh, conduct ourselves, uh, how, like uh, how we treat our body, how we treat ourselves, uh, our, our diet, exercise, uh, our you know leisure time, our goals, our priorities. And when you do this, you'll find out most of our energies are consumed by items that we don't have much control over. And if we allow ourselves to just accept that I have no control over, why am I wasting my time and effort and energy looking at this and, and focusing on the things that you can improve and you can have a better understanding about yourself and your own domain. 
Yeah, no, that's a great, actually, and I took down notes. I've already got like three pages of notes, Sean. (laughs) So so I hope the listeners tuning in are are, are taking away some really good value because that in itself, you know, if there's one exercise, you know, where you get to list what's in your control, what's outside your control, um, it, it, it just gives you more of a, like for myself, and I know journaling is one of the things that I do on a daily because I know the power of it, you know, taking it out of your head, putting it on paper through pen, um, it gives you a different connection to it, but highlighting, and I love this exercise where, you know, you list out what's not in your control and then what's in your control. It allows you to refocus because that actually, that was going to be one of my questions. You know, how do you focus in on, uh, how do you focus to, to be more resilient? How do you focus to stay more positive? And this is a great tool to do that because if you're focusing on the items that are within your control, then, your whole life starts to change versus feeling out of control, feeling uncertainty. This oh. brings back more of that certainty and control. So, wow. So thank Very you. True. No, that was, that was amazing. That's that, that itself was worth this whole conversation just for that two minute snippet where, you know, you gave us, you know, that, that one tool that people can use today, you know, leaving this conversation just to implement it and, and put into an effect right away. Wow. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Welcome. And this is one small example of what a therapist can do. Uh, our mm-hmm. job is to help people to uh, organize and, and, and pay more attention to their uh, abilities, capabilities, their assets, and, and, and also if there are vulnerabilities, if there are weaknesses, to have a, a different point of view, to have a perspective. And gradually, little by little, you know, they can identify and, and, and uh, set goals and achieve them. Yeah. No, and, and, you know, there's a lot of value just just to be able to have a conversation with somebody, right? So, you know, a, a psychologist, a psychotherapist, a professional is, is going to be completely differently trained than somebody else. But just, you know, taking that first step that have that conversation with somebody just to get out of your head and, and, and just to verbalize it. What I've seen, and, you know, I've seen this in my coaching practice is, you know, when you take it out of your head, you verbalize it, things start to look different. You start to look at the situation differently. And it's, it's, you know, definitely, if you're in a position where, you know, you need to get help, then get help. Like that's, you know, it's important to do, right? So definitely. thank you. As I mentioned, I highly recommend uh, working with a life coach. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it can be, make a huge difference. Yeah. Persons, uh, you know, especially in career development and, and uh, uh, finding a job. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sean. You've given us some great information. Um, as we wrap up, uh, you know, is there any other information that you'd like to share about some of the things that you've got going on? You know, if people want to get a hold of you or if they want to find out more information about uh, yourself and your clinics, where can they go for that, Sean? Sure. Uh, I own Psychology Health Solutions. Uh, it's a private psychology clinic. Uh, our main office is in Hamilton. And we have four branches, uh, one in Toronto, one in Kitchener, Grantford, and London. Mm-hmm. Uh, we provide services for all sorts of uh, problems and issues, individual counseling, couples counseling, family counseling, also people who've been through accidents or hurt at work. Uh, we provide services for first responders and, and, and uh, veterans. Uh, to get a hold of us, the easiest way is to go to our website, psychhealth.ca. Uh, we are also on the social media. Uh, if you just search for psychology health solution or psych health, it, it will come up. And our main office number is 905-312-0111, and it will connect you to our admin staff. 
Excellent. Thank you, Sean. I'll make sure that I include those links in the show notes along with, uh, you know, some of the other items that you talked about with, with Muse and some of the mindful apps that you talked about. So I'll make sure I include that so people can get a hold of you. Cause I know there's, there's a lot of, um, th- there's a lot of value in being able to connect with the professional and, and just getting that little bit of help to, to get you over the hurdle that we're going through right now. And, uh, you know, if you, yeah. And, and if you take care of your mental health now, you know, when things get better, you're going to be in a better position anyways. So you might as well make that investment now and, and, and really take care of, uh, you know, take care of yourself. It's incredibly important because it impacts not just you, but all the people around you as well. So, for sure. so th- yeah. So Sean, thank you for, for being on this podcast with us and to share some of your insights, um, you know, share, you know, and the tools that you shared with us. So happy to have you here and, and just to have this conversation with you, you know, myself, I'm personally honored that you took the time out to do this with me. And um, with that, I'm going to say thank you, Sean. Thank you so very much. I really appreciated the opportunity. And also, I wish you and all your listeners best of luck and uh, a healthy future. Thanks, Sean. And with that, that wraps up the Canadian Job Search podcast. Wishing you all a fantastic and happy, healthy day. And uh, I'll talk to you, everybody. I'll talk to everybody soon. Take care. <laughs>